Hello, and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Tuesday, September 19th, 2023. I'm Mike Cachopoli. How's everyone doing on this Tuesday night or Wednesday morning, depending on where you may be listening from? How's everyone doing? All right, well, first thing, I want to do some house cleaning. Tomorrow, my show will be four hours earlier. It'll be on at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, okay? Because I'm going to have on a very special guest, a very special guest, a nice young man, nice young man. I can say that because I'm 52 now. He's half my age. Bruce Lowe is running for Congress here in uh, San Francisco, running for Pelosi's seat, which everyone thought up until about a couple of weeks ago, you know, when I was at the first primary debate a month ago, everyone assumed uh, she wasn't running again. And that uh, Scott Wiener, <clears throat> the great, the great Scott Wiener, for, I say that sarcastically, you know what I think of Scott Wiener, um, was going to run, was going to be the, the Democrat who would be running for her, 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 her seat. But that's not going to happen. She's told Wiener to Move aside, move aside, Wiener. Move, move aside, Wiener, is what she said. Uh, I'm running again. It doesn't matter that I'm 85, whatever she is. Uh, so it's going to be Pelosi again. And so Bruce, see the way the system works here, the voting, is that in, on March 5th, Super Tuesday, right? Exciting. March 5th, 2024, Super Tuesday will be the primary here in California. It used to be June. It was moved up to March to meet to, to mean more, right? So now it's on Super Tuesday. So on that day, Bruce will run. Everyone will run, right? Everyone's going to run. Anyone can run. Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, Green, and the top two candidates, the top two vote getters, move on to the November general election. So it will be Pelosi one and blank two, right? Sometimes it's a Democrat. Last last year it was um, John Dennis the Republican Party chair here at San Francisco Republican Party chair, he came in second. So he and Pelosi advanced. So the hope is, the dream is that Bruce will come in second and he'll be able to run head to head against Pelosi next November. So tomorrow, my special guest will be Bruce Lowe running for Congress here in San Francisco. Okay, so it'll be seven o'clock. Remember, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern time, Wednesday night, tomorrow night, okay? Um, look, I spoke a lot yesterday. I was very angry. I was, you know, the first hour of the show, there were no calls. It was just me, and I was sweating. I was, I was, sweat was pouring down because I'm so upset over, over uh, you know who, Donald Trump and his lies and his constant lies. And, uh, and now coming out, for being pro-choice and pro-trans and letting in all the drug dealers at the border. I have a very funny, it's, it's pathetic, not very funny, it's pathetic, a video that I will play that Never Back Down put out today, where, you know, part of Trump's latest interview was that he was asked about his uh, comment he made just earlier this year, not 10 years ago, not five years ago, a few months ago, where he did a whole video that he put on True Social saying that he was basically going to do what Ron DeSantis says he's going to do, which is, you know, get him at the border, kill him if you got to, prevent them from, you know, really hard line, 
border security to prevent these drug dealers from coming in and killing our kids. But as I said yesterday, Trump has to just be anti whatever his main opponent is, right? So in 2016, Hillary was the enemy, put her in jail. I'm going to be the opposite of her right now that Ron DeSantis is his major opponent. It's even though I loved DeSantis for four years, now it's destroy him. He was the worst governor ever. I have to be a total fucking child and hate him and be the opposite of everything he is. So we know that DeSantis's border policy, what he has said for months, what he said at the debate last month was we're going to kill them. We're going to fight. We're going to stop them from coming in. And if we have to kill them, what do you say? Stone cold dead. That's what we're going to do to protect our children. So now Trump was, I'll, I'll play it in a second. He was asked in a recent interview, okay, so you said recently that your border policy is blah, 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 which is basically the same as DeSantis. No, I never, I never said that. Why would I say such a thing? Well, we have the video that never backed down put together of him saying that exact thing. Okay. And now saying he never said it. So, People are really talking about him all of a sudden being pro-choice or, you know, against the heartbeat bill, against the six-week ban, blah, blah, blah. Yes, he's a total flip-flopper, right? He was pro-choice his whole life. Then he became pro-life when he ran against Hillary. And now he's not so much pro-life, but he was never pro-life. He was always pro-choice. So it was always an act. It was always doing what Donald Trump always does, which is saying whatever he has to say at that moment to get what he wants. Whatever he has to say at that moment to, quote unquote, get out of that room alive and well. And that's what Donald Trump's all about. So people are really getting all apoplectic about this guy who's this great pro-life supporter, pro-life activist for a total of six years. Now, all of a sudden, backtracking because he cannot say my view is the same as DeSantis. He's a sick man. Politicians do that all the time, especially in a primary. Now, in a general election, no. Generally, you have the opposite view of your opponent because you're a Democrat liberal or a Republican conservative, right? So in a general election, it makes sense, right? But no, in a primary, normal people, and this is what DeSantis, a normal person, has done. He has said, no, I agree with Trump on this. I gave Trump credit for this, but we disagree on this. But Trump can't do that because he's a nut job. He's a fucking sociopathic liar. And his enemy has to be his enemy, and he has to be his enemy to the death. And he has to be 180 degrees the opposite of his new chosen enemy, who he loved. Like with Hillary Clinton, he loved the Clintons his entire fucking life until 70 years old. Then he ran against her and he hates her and he wants to put her in jail. But of course, he was lying about that. He never put her in jail. Right. And now the same with DeSantis. For DeSantis' entire time as governor up until six months ago, he's the best governor ever. Now he's the worst governor ever because the man is a sick fuck. He's sick in the fucking head. There's no other way to put it. A normal person doesn't act like this. A normal person would say, yeah, I agree with that. This is what a normal here. Here's Mike Chapoli. Let's pretend I'm the normal Donald Trump and I'm running for president again. Here's what I say. Yeah, I agree with that policy. And look at what we did with the border when I was president. How easy is that? How easy is it to be a normal person who's not a sociopathic, sick, fuck, fat, creep, old liar and say, yes, look, 
I agree with that policy. We got to kill these people. They're killing our kids. But I was president for four years. And look at how much more secure our border was when I was president than now. DeSantis never did it. I did it. Why can't he say that? See, that's what a normal human being would say. That's how a normal human being would differentiate himself from his opponent. You're allowed to do that. You're allowed to agree and also differentiate, especially in a primary when you're all supposedly conservatives. But Donald Trump is not a conservative. Ron DeSantis is the true old-fashioned Republican conservative. Trump is not a conservative. Trump is not a liberal. Trump is nothing. Trump is whatever he has to be at that moment to get what he wants for Donald John Trump. That's it. And so people are apoplectic over his wishy-washiness or his flip-flopping on abortion. But that's not the issue because he has no real stance. His prob- the problem is he lies about everything. That's the problem. People should be apoplectic. They don't seem to get it. Even the people who get it don't seem to get it. They should be apoplectic that this fucking guy lies about everything. Not that he's changed his stance on abortion. They don't seem to get it. Yet, they're getting it a little bit. Because it seems as though Trump's trashing of the heartbeat abortion bill is causing some GOP voters to rethink their support of him. This, but it, Okay, great. Whatever does it, does it. Whatever does it, does it. Look, many of them said if he was convicted, that would be the last straw. Okay, whatever does it, does it. But this is what drives me crazy. Why have you waited this long? Why now? Like, this is the big thing. This is not the big thing. The big thing, he's always lying. He doesn't have any real stance. There's no there there. That's the problem with Donald John Trump. That's the issue. Not this now, finally. Oh, my God. Finally, I'm trying to think. Maybe, maybe he's not my guy. You think? You think? Uh, yeah, people saying he's, he's selling out pro-lifers. He sells out everybody. He's not loyal to any idea or any person. Himself. He's loyal to himself. He wants to make as much money possible for his defense fund. You know what I like? I like politicians who use their campaign money to campaign. That's what I like. Not someone who uses it to keep their fat old ass out of jail. How about that? Use your campaign money to, like, uh, campaign for office. That's what I like in a politician. It drives me crazy. It just drives me crazy. It really does. It drives me insane. So he's another grift. This is it. He wants to keep this grift going for as long as possible. He wants to keep the grift going for as long as he can. The grift is him making money to keep his ass out of jail. That's the grift. That's the grifter. That's what this is all about. Now, on Twitter today, I posted something I've been saying on this show for months now, which is that he will drop out before Iowa. Some people liked it, and some people asked me why. Why would you say such a thing? Well, I've explained on the show why. I'll, I'll say it again for those in the back of the room. 
he cannot take losing. He can't take a loss. There's no way he can lose after he's been built up as being the inevitable great Donald Trump who's winning by 80 million points. He can't afford to lose the first fucking contest right off the bat. He can't afford to lose Iowa right off the bat. So when he knows this, when all the internal polls are saying, as we get closer to mid-January, that he's going to lose and probably lose pretty soundly, and all of his advisors are telling him, and he's hearing it in the media, he's going to drop out. He cannot take losing that first contest after this buildup that he's inevitable. He can't do it. Donald Trump can't lose. So he's not going to lose. He's going to drop out. Now, he's not going to blame himself. He's not going to say, I dropped out because I was going to lost. He's not going to say, I'm dropping out because Ron DeSantis is the better candidate. He's going to blame everyone else, as he always does. Everything's rigged. He'll blame, this is what Trump will do. Look, it's not too far in the future. This is September 19th. We're less than four months away from the Iowa caucus now, right? So on, on Twitter, I asked people to bookmark my tweet. You can whatever. You can record this. We can go back to this. All these recordings are on call-in, so you can go back to the recording from Tuesday, September 19, 2023. Hear what I say, and I'll be 100% right. He's going to drop out before Iowa, and what he'll say is, it's all rigged. The Department of Justice has gone after him and made it impossible for him to win. He'll blame Ron DeSantis, too. He'll say, disloyal Ron DeSantis used this moment, used this moment in time where the Department of Justice was going after him to run for office. The disloyal Ron DeSantis used that weakness to run for office. Otherwise, he never would have won, run because he knows I'd beat his ass. So Ron DeSantis, the disloyal DeSantis, used this moment, my weakness in my life, and ran against me. That's what he'll say. He's going to blame the Justice Department. He'll blame the Democrats. He'll blame Biden. He'll blame DeSantis. He'll blame Chris Christie. He'll blame, every, he'll blame the media, even though they've been on his side because they want him to be the nominee. He'll blame everybody but himself. But it's going to happen. He will drop out. Between now and January 15th, is it January 15th, the caucus? Right around there. He's going to drop out. I don't know if it's next week, next month, or a day before the primary, a day before the, the caucus. He's going to drop out before the first vote is cast. Mark my words. He will drop out before the first vote is cast. There you go. There's my great prediction. My great prediction. I'm not a genius to know these things. I'm not. Was I a genius to know back in 2020 that masks weren't going to work, the lockdowns weren't going to work, the closing schools weren't going to work, the closing businesses weren't going to work, that the vaccines – was I a genius to know the vaccines weren't going to work months before they were even invented or rolled out, that I knew I wasn't going to take it well before the first vaccine was rolled out? Was I a genius? Am I a genius? Is that what I am? So – People are coming back at me saying, Mike, what are you talking about? He's so far ahead in the polls, Trump. What are you seeing? I'm just seeing the polls. What are you, nuts? Okay. So once again, I must be a genius. I know the polls are bullshit. Okay? I'm telling you now, and I've told you for months, the polls are bullshit. I know that, and I'll be proven right. Am I a genius for knowing that? Here's the thing. This is what people will do, not just regular folks, not just social media people, but the media. This is what they'll do. When DeSantis kicks Trump's ass, although it's, not, it's probably not going to play out this way because Trump's going to drop out. And, you know, when Trump drops out, 
they'll know, I guess, because DeSantis will win easily. And they'll say, well, but the polls were saying Trump's going to win so easily. Why did he drop out? Then they'll say, well, I guess the polls were wrong. Oh, look, the polls fooled us. Oh, we just followed the polls. Look, that excuse is sort of fucking horseshit in 2023. We've known for the last decade the polls are horrible. As technology gets better, the polls get worse. We've seen that with every fucking election cycle. The polls just said Republicans were going to have like 800 seats in the House and win the Senate. They barely won. Thank God for Ron DeSantis in Florida and his coattails and a little bit of Lee Zeldin in New York. That's why the Republicans just scraped by one of the slimmest majorities they've ever had in the House, but still lost the Senate. Right. So the polls were wrong. Just a few months ago, the polls were wrong. People, this was a few fucking months ago, people. OK, let's not have the 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 memory of a gnat. It was a few months ago. OK, in 2016, the poll said Bernie Sanders was going to destroy Hillary Clinton. Didn't. No, wait a minute. That's wrong. He was he was very competitive with Hillary Clinton, but it didn't turn out that way. The polls did say that Hillary was going to destroy Trump. Uh, I don't remember President Hillary Clinton. Now, in 2020, the polls did say that Bernie was going to wipe, but he was going to wipe. He was going to win easily. Biden was done. He was done. Bernie was destroying him along with all the other candidates. I don't see a president Bernie Sanders. Do you? The polls were saying, look, the polls have been wrong and wrong and wrong and wrong. They also said it was going to be a tighter presidential election. It wasn't. Biden won by seven million votes. The polls have been wrong much more than right over the last decade or so. So if you choose to believe these polls now, you're believing them because you want to believe them. So don't give me any bullshit next year when DeSantis destroys Trump. And then you say, well, I guess the polls are wrong. Oh, my God. Because you say the same fucking thing over and over again. I'm not a genius. And I know the polls are bullshit. Plus, even when the polls were better, they were always off this far away from an election. When you're talking four, five, six months out from the first votes being cast, the candidate leading has never won. In fact, the leading candidate usually drops out early. The leading candidate at this time usually doesn't even come close to winning. Do we have President Jeb Bush? Did Jeb Bush come close to winning that primary in 2016? How about President Rudy Giuliani? How close did he get to winning? So don't give me any bullshit. I don't want to hear any bullshit from people on social media, from the from the pundits that, oh, I guess the polls were wrong. We were just looking at the polls. No, you choose to believe them when you know they're always wrong. How about common sense? So Trump comes out and now he's pro-choice and he's pro-trans and he's pro-smuggler, drug smuggler, and he goes up. So wait a minute. Right, here, here we go. Let me let me put this together. So in a Republican primary, not a Democrat primary, in a Republican primary, a candidate comes out as pro-choice, pro-trans, and against border security, and they go up in the polls? People, please, come on. They think you're fucking stupid. Are you stupid? Are you stupid? That's my question. I can't hear anybody. Okay. I'm assuming you're not. And believe me, it might seem like I'm yelling at you. But I know most of you who listen to this podcast understand all this. I get it. But the collective doesn't. There are too many people out there that don't get it. But it's because they don't want to get it, right? Look, if you believe these polls that show Trump 
50 points ahead of Ron DeSantis. You choose to believe them. You're not thinking about how off polls have been, the logic of the polls, when Trump has bad week after bad week after bad week after bad week, and DeSantis is campaigning his ass off. Come on. You choose to believe these polls. So no excuse when you're wrong. No excuse. It's your fault. Because I'm no genius. I'm not. And yet I know the polls are wrong, and I'll be proven right, just like I knew all the COVID stuff was wrong four years ago, and I was proven right. But but I'm not a genius. It's just using your brain, you know, just having common sense and thinking for yourself and doing your own research and understanding how the world works. Here's the reality. The reality is Donald Trump is going to jail. Donald Trump's not becoming president again. That's a fucking fantasy. That's a Trump cult fuck fantasy. He's not becoming president again. He's going to jail. That's the reality. He's going to jail, not the White House. Live in the real fucking world. Four indictments, 91 charges. If he's found guilty on like three of them, that's enough to go to jail for the rest of his life at 80 years old. That's the reality. He's going to jail. He's not going to the White House. Let's live in the real world, not a fantasy world, not a a, a reality show world. Get on board. Ride the wind. What is that they used to say in the Vietnam? Ride the wind, son. Ride the big wind. Or I will take a giant shit on you. Ride the big wind, baby. Get on the DeSantis wagon. Or the world will take a giant shit on you. It's not about Trump flip-flopping on abortion. It's about the fact that he always lies. He just says what he's gotta to get over at that moment. That's it. So here's a little clip. This is a fun clip, all right? Because, you know, I don't want you to take my word for it. I don't lie to you, though. But here. Okay, so this is Trump. This is the Never Back Down uh, Ron DeSantis' Super PAC. PAC. PAC, Super PAC. I get all confused. PAC. Um, Talking about the border. So Trump was asked in a recent interview about his border policy statements. And in the interview, he lied about something he just said a few months ago. In fact, he put a video of his face. You know those videos he does on True Social where his face looks really red like a tomato? He put one of those videos out, and he lied about what he said in that video not five years ago, earlier this year. This is Trump now. If you would order the Defense Department to use special forces to inflict maximum damage. I didn't say cartels. People said I said. Why would I say that? I didn't say that. Earlier this year. I ordered the Department of Defense to make appropriate use of special forces to inflict maximum damage. Okay, what would you do? I didn't say that. What would you do? I tell you what I'd do. Why would I say that? Because, again, people said I said. I didn't say that. Governor DeSantis, as president, would you support sending U.S. special forces over the border to take out fentanyl lab drug cartel operations would you support that kind of american military use yes and i will do it on day one the cartels are killing tens of thousands of our fellow citizens you want to talk about a country in decline you have the cartels controlling part of your southern border so when they're coming across yes we're going to use lethal force yes we reserve the right to operate so as president would i use force would i treat them as foreign terrorist organizations you're darn right i would 
So there it is. So once again, people might ask, why is Trump lying about that? What's wrong with that policy? That's a good policy. It's a good policy if DeSantis says it, and it's a good policy if Trump says it. But Trump had to change because that's what DeSantis said, and DeSantis said it at the debate last month that Trump wasn't at. So all the, see, so now Trump, once again, when he did this video earlier this year, he said that to get out of the room alive at that moment. It was good for that moment. Now, at this moment, he's got to say something that's different than DeSantis because he can't give DeSantis any credit for any good ideas, right? So that's who Donald Trump is. That's why he's lying about this. People say, yeah, he's decided to run to the left. Yes, of course. He has to do the opposite of what his opponent's doing. He ran to the right of Hillary. He's going to run to the left of DeSantis, even if it means changing your you know, ideas about everything from abortion to the border to trans, whatever. We also saw him flip-flop on the trans issue. Now remember, he's flip-flopping on all this because he has to take a different position than Ron DeSantis. But what kind of a sick, sick, sicko knows? They knows we have the video. He just, look, this is like with Biden, right? Either he is a total liar or he's totally losing it. Did he forget he put that video on True Social a few months ago? Did he forget we had that evidence from like April? Did he forget that? That's a problem. So it's just like Biden. If he's a sociopathic liar, that's a problem. And he forgets something he said two months ago, that's a problem, right? They have similar problems, him and Biden. Someone brought this up today. If it's the, if it's Trump versus Biden, There'll be no differentiating the two candidates anymore. They're basically the same, same age. They're both dementia. They're both physically fucked and mentally fucked up. They both lie all the time. And now Trump has the same ideas as Biden. So what, what's the point of having an election? They're both the same guy. There's no differentiating Trump from Biden. There's tons of differentiating DeSantis from Biden. So that's, the, that's what Trump is doing. He's putting himself in the position where he's basically... Biden with an R next to his name. So is that what you want? If you're voting in a Republican primary, do you want the Republican Biden? That's what you're getting now by his own accord of what he's talking about when it comes to the policy. Right? It's the same thing. Biden, it, it's the same thing. Remember, Biden's another Trump. He did the same thing in reverse, right? He was Mr. Pro-Life and now he's pro-choice. <laughs> it's the opposite. But they both do whatever they have to do or say to win at that moment. This is why people hate them. This is why people don't want them running again. This is the why people hate politicians. And I, once again, I'll say it again, as someone posted on Twitter, maybe people in the year 2023, after all these liars like Newsom and Biden and Clinton and Trump don't know how to deal with a guy like Ron DeSantis, like almost like it's too good to be true. Is he playing a character because he's too honest, because he's too real, because he's too consistent? People are not they don't they expect politicians like that maybe in Europe, but they don't expect politicians like that here. They don't know how to deal with it. Well, they better learn how to deal with it pretty quickly or we're going to continue to be in a world of shit in this country. But that's the problem with Trump. That's the problem. He's a sociopathic liar who says whatever he has to say to get what he wants at that particular moment. That's like a child, right? 
It's like a child who lies just to get what they want at that moment. It's the same thing. That's the issue. Look, if he's going to lose votes based on his new pro-choice anti-heartbeat bill stance, fine. Whatever it takes, it takes. Fine. But what drives me crazy is it's not about yesterday. It's about his entire life. I think we have to examine the life of Daniel. <laughs> Wasn't that a, was that a book? The Book of Daniel? The Book of Daniel or something? Wasn't that, that, that was an El- Elton John song. Oh, right. Oh, no. Daniel, my brother. Daniel, my brother. You're the. I know you love Elton John, so I thought I'd sing. And uh, I, I did. Originally, Mad Men Across the Water, that, that album, um, everything that came before that. I think there was one album before that. Yeah, he was, he was awesome. Um, but then he, uh, then he uh, became popular and he started doing his um, Hollywood stuff and his music went so downhill. Anyway, not calling, but. Uh, I love Elton. I love Elton John. Yeah, well. Oh, wait a minute. No, I, I'm getting them mixed up. You like Elton John. You don't like Billy Joel. No, I don't like the. I don't like Elton John after the Madman album. That is everything. Yellow Brick onward sucked. Um, and Billy Joel, I never liked at any point. Did you think? Were you ever a fan of the Beach Boys? The Beach Boys did some really interesting stuff, and then they did some really, really lame stuff. <laughs> I'm one of the few people in the world who like the song Kokomo. I'm the only, I might be the only one, in fact. <laughs> it's, a, it's a guilty pleasure of mine. But I remember people saying, what happened to them with this Kokomo song? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like it sounds like, like, a, like a more boring version of their other stuff. I mean, it, does, does the song Kokomo sound that different? The Beach Boys have a very distinctive sound, don't they? They, you know? did, they did, and that's what. And when they when they took advantage and um, capitalized and built upon that distinctive sound, they were good. When they kind of um, crossed into doing, not you know, just not standing out as as the individuals they were and have that that individualized sound, then they they, they really they really sucked. Um, so. They were a lot like the Carpenters in that way. The Carpenters um, um, had, you know, they had great, great talent. They had um, good songwriting, and um, and Karen Carpenter's voice was just a really amazing voice. Um, and, but they would do this weird thing that they would, it, almost in every single tune, they would start out and they'd have this great tune, great ideas for melody, and then they'd launch into the hook of the tune, and it would be some sappy nursery rhyme almost like level melody to it that would you know just bring the whole quality of the song down and that, so they would do this trans transition into this terrible songwriting um within a tune rather than between tunes which was r- really weird yeah I, I i agree but i do like the carpenters how, how do we get into this how did i get into this i, think I, I don't know because we because i called up to talk about ray apps <laughs> Who? Oh, I know Ray. Ray. Go ahead. Ray, Ray Epps, yeah. Um, Epps, I'm sure you probably saw the um, uh, um, news today that uh, Epps is being a- indicted. Yes, yes, Ray yeah. Epps is being indicted. Good, yeah. Good. Good. Thanks so, for bringing that. 
Okay, yeah. So, so after all the, the deni denying from the left-wing uh, media, from the uh, legacy or mercenary media, I should call them, uh, about Ray Epps' involvement and what went on with the January 6th fiasco, yeah. um, now they have to admit that, that that I mean they they were going they were defending this guy they were trying to make him out as though he was some victim of some right wing conspiracy who was it that did a tele show, television show special was it sixty minutes or something that yes. they did like a special or something of of, of apps and how he's been you know harangued and harassed by the the, the right wing media you know and they're making him out to be some you know. Some some instigator at, at, at J six, yeah, that's what he was, and he's being indicted for it. Yeah, now wasn't he? Let's talk about Ray. Wasn't he? The, was he the FBI guy? He's the guy that everyone thinks is a Fed, yeah, and and was there to encourage people to act lawlessly and and go. Okay, but what the but the but the media isn't admitting this though. The media no, is but he saying, did. But right, he the media did. simply saying he was charged, and he is the. Every article that's written about this today says Ray Epps, target of right-wing conspiracy theory charge. Ray Epps, subject of right-wing capital riot conspiracy theory charge. Daily News, conspiracy theory target, Ray Epps charged. You see? So all they're saying is he's a regular guy who was charged, right? That's it. <laughs> another, 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 another Trump supporter who was charged, right? They're not admitting he is a double agent, right? Whether they admit it or not, they've spent over two years defending this guy and trying to make out as though he was some target of a right-wing conspiracy that, that was trying to, to defame him, when in reality, he is all that everyone has ever said he was, which was an instigator at J6 that was trying to get people to go into the Capitol building. He, they have videos of the guy saying exactly that and those mm -hmm. words. We need to go into the Capitol tomorrow is what he would say. And then he sent his, uh, was it son-in-law? Yeah, his son-in-law text messages saying, claiming that he was the one that instigated the whole thing. Right, 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 right. And and and, and so the, the right has been claiming um, right. That, Tucker Carlson uh, this said he, right. this Tucker Carlson said he was an agent provocateur, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. exactly, exactly. And so, so finally, the guy is, is for for what it's worth, um, there are some uh, Department of Justice charges that are being brought against the guy. So it's just like if if one more far right wing conspiracy comes true, I think that's probably going to be all of them over the last four years that are going to be true. Well, yeah, I mean, there have been a certain a lot of quote unquote conspiracy theories that what what did, we, what did they say? Just conspiracy theory is just something that takes time, and then the real and it's, the, it's the actual truth, or it's the actual truth. You know, months before everyone else realizes the actual truth. Well, that's basically what happened with a lot of COVID stuff. We know that we've talked about that a million times. Um, yeah, sure, but, but look, all this really means is it's nothing new. You can't trust the mainstream media. There are no real there are no real journalists. They are activists. So if you look at it from our point of view, certainly the way I look at it, that all these people on TV are political activists of one stripe or another, then none of this is a surprise because I never believe anything they say. Yes, de definitely. Um, you know, it's. <clears throat> 
it's a different kind of media, as we talked about before. Yeah. Um, this is this is a mercenary media. Yeah, I don't see it, journalists. I see political activists. So you take it exactly. with a grain of, you take it with a grain of salt. That's all. As I would any political activist I meet in the street who has a point of view on something. I might agree. I might disagree. Not journalism. It's not fact. It's not news. Exactly. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's simply legacy media. The fourth estate simply is not journalism anymore. Yeah. It, it, it simply isn't. And we cannot rely on them anymore. And that's, you know, it's, it's fine. This is the evolution of journalism in this country. We now have the fifth estate. And I think the fifth estate has been uh, has a far, far, far better record than the fourth does. Great. It can go the way of the dinosaur. It, it really needs to because it um, it's just not journalism. It just no. isn't. It's not journalism. Of course not. No. Once again, it's 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 shocking when anything you hear on the television or whatever it may be turns out to be really true. I'm shocked. I, they just get lucky, like a broken clock is right yeah. twice a day. But for the most part, it's everything they say is usually not true, right? Because they have an agenda, a narrative behind it, right? So it's not the facts. It's not evidence. It's not reality. It's their narrative and agenda, right? So you can't trust them anymore. I, like I said, I don't think we'll ever be able to trust them again. I can't see a time where all these political activists are washed out because their bosses are political activists. The people who own those stations are political activists. So I, I can't, I don't see a time when it's going to change. Neither do I. Neither do I. It's, it's just going to die. Fourth estate. Exactly. It's just going to die. It's just yeah. going to end at some and, point. And, and, and I will not be. Um, no. No I, funeral. I no memorial. No. Yeah. I, I, I will not be one bit surprised if before its death that the final thing that it does is supports the Trump presidency because Trump is going to, could, could at this point be just as likely to be a DNC backed candidate as anybody else. The way he's he is. Well, the DNC wants him to win. I mean, they do. Of course. No, no, they, they may, no, I'm, I'm talking about, he could be a Democrat. He could be the Democrat nominee the way he is talking at this point. And I could, and I could very easily see him yeah, being but, backed by the DNC and then in, in legacy fourth estate's last dying gasp, before it is dead, actually supporting Trump <laughs> for, for the Democratic nominee. Well, no, but Trump, see, this is the point I made yesterday. Trump would have want, would have run as a Democrat in 2016, if not for Hillary Clinton, because he's a Democrat his entire life. If Hillary Clinton wasn't running for office, he probably would have run as a Democrat. He just knew he could not. Democrats would never pick him over the great Hillary Clinton. So he had to run as a Republican. But Donald Trump has been a Democrat until 70 years old. So what's, it's, this is not shocking to me. It's not shocking to anyone who grew up in New York in the 80s and 90s. No, none of that. Yeah, yeah. None of and that know is who shocking. Donald Trump really is. None, none of that is shocking, of course. Um, what would be shocking would be after the last seven years of Trump hysteria after COVID um, and the position that Democrats took during COVID simply yeah. because it was the antithesis of the position that Trump would have taken. Yeah, but um, after after all of that, I can actually see the DNC and the Democratic Party supporting a Trump candidacy, they are that unhinged from their reality, from their own reality. Right. But they don't all they need to do is do what they're doing now, 
which is back him through the primary process, because then they'll get Biden again. So it, 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 they don't have to back Donald Trump for president. They just need to secretly uh, back Donald Trump for the Republican nomination. And then they yeah, win. But, 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 but no one's getting Biden again. Even, even, if, even if Biden wins the election, he won't be the president. He's not going to survive. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. They don't care. They, they, they can, he can be their puppet until he expires, and then they get a black female president. Democrats love that. They love identity politics. So they'll get Kamala Harris. They don't care. What do they care? It doesn't matter if we get fucked. They get what they want. They get their identity politics candidate, the young, younger black female president. Maybe she'll come out as gay. Who knows? They'll get, the <laughs> they'll get the trifecta. They'll get the trifecta of identity politics. So this is the game they're playing. Trump will give them Biden. That's what they're playing. We'll use Trump to get Biden again and then take it from there. Look, one yeah. step at a time. You yeah. win the White House. Yeah. They'll win the House back. They'll have the Senate. They'll have the, the person who can install liberal Supreme Court justices, and they'll have what they want. Yeah, that, that's the uh, that's the orthodox orthodox position at this point. What I'm saying is the we should not uh, uh, we, we should we should be at least entertaining the unorthodox. Yeah, position. I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> that, that Trump that Trump that Trump could be could lead to Trump. <laughs> well, but Trump look at how they have, look at how Democrats have resurrected the Cheneys and Bush. Yeah, exactly. The, they the, hated the, them. They hated he, he, them. They despised all of them. And now they want the Cheneys to run everything. And they say Bush was a pretty good president. (laughs) The the Democrats have gone through the looking glass so many times that they have no idea which side is reality at this point. No, there is no reality to them. Because as I said yesterday, whether it's a party, the Democrats, or a person like Trump, there's... If there's no there there, if there's no center of gravity, if you're always going in a million different directions based on how the wind blows, there's, there's nothing there. You don't know who you are. Ron DeSantis exactly. knows who he is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and we know who he is, which is even more important. We need Far more man. important. We know who DeSantis is. We've seen him in action. He's been a very effective governor. We've seen, seen him stand up to the censorship complex. We have stand, seen him stand up to the COVID complex. We have seen him stand up to the war machine. We have seen him stand up to the, the, the gender ideology um, craziness that's going on. We, we know DeSantis. We know DeSantis well. Mm-hmm. I'm a lifelong liberal. I want DeSantis in presidency. Yeah. Well, and they don't seem to get it. No one believes me. You should back me up sometime, but we should, we should get a, we should put together a, a group, you and I, a former, like, uh, Sanders supporters who are now, they don't believe me. People actually don't believe me. They think I'm lying when I told them I voted for Bernie twice. Oh, I, mean, so I voted for Bernie twice. I never voted for Trump and I'm going to vote for DeSantis. They don't believe me. You could go to any one of the, the, the team reality meetings um, uh, and and you will find Democrats galore, former Democrats, former liberals galore there that who changed position um, over the last three years because of what the Democrats did to their bodily autonomy, what they did to their freedom of speech. That's um, what I tell people. And they don't seem to understand that that the last. Yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot of people that um, went down some really deep rabbit holes and and. Um, 
you know, it's going to take run, running a hose down those rabbit holes to get them to, 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 to you know, to try to find their way out. And, 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 and they're running the hose on them on, on their own selves. I mean, we're seeing that this happen in liberal cities. Um, they're drowning. Um, it's and there's 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 no end in sight. For, in particular, for San Francisco's doom loop, they're they're on, they're incapable of uh, pulling us out of a doom loop in the absence of totally divorcing themselves from their ideology. And they are going to have a really really hard time doing that. The, the mayor. Uh, London Breed seems to be trying to do that. Every time she gets a little bit away from, a little too far away from her, her former ideology, um, the Democrats start screaming at her, and then she hems and haws back toward that position. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's so so she's trying her hardest to try to get crime under control here, but the Democrats won't let her, and she will not be successful if she does not divorce herself from that ideology. If she could divorce herself from that ideology. Many polit- politicians had, many have, have switched sides, even in the United States Senate and House of Representatives, people have switched sides. Um, if she did that, she could actually be a successful politician, and, and possibly on a national level. Um, oh, she, God. I, I, I have a different view of London Breed. I think she... Yeah, again, we, we, we all do, but, 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 yeah. but that's because I don't think any of us are entertaining her of actually doing that, actually having enough sense to switch sides and say, hey... We made we really screwed up. We made some huge mistakes here in San Francisco. Um, how long did it take Ron DeSantis to impose his will on Florida? Maybe six months, a year. How long has she been mayor now? Four years. Yeah, so, of course, of course, but, of course. Yeah, so that's so, why none of us think it's going to happen. Right, All I said right. was, if she did this, then she then she could potentially be that that she could she could jump up a huge level and on a national scale. But yeah, what's the chance that she's going to do it? Zero. That's why I'm saying we're in a bad shape here with respect right. to the doom loop. It um, is a doom loop. It, yeah. It's, the doom loop is not going to be exited until they divorce themselves from this ideology or until the voters in the city elect people who aren't so batshit crazy as yeah. Dean Preston and Scott Weiner and all of the rest of those nuts on the board of supervisors. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And it starts with Congress. And I will remind everyone, including yourself, that tomorrow my show will be at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 10 p.m. Eastern, as I have on Bruce Lowe, who's going to be running uh, against Nancy Pelosi for Nancy Pelosi's uh, congressional seat next year. So, look, uh, people will have a clear choice, Daniel. They'll have a choice between 85-year-old Nancy Pelosi, who's been in Congress for 70 years, or twenty-six-year-old, um, uh, a twenty-six-year-old Bruce Lowe, who has a lot of great ideas, young, energetic, and really wants to fix, really wants to fix this city, his district, and help this country. People have a clear. This is going to be a clear. Once again, like Trump versus Biden, same person, unclear. DeSantis versus Trump, DeSantis versus Biden, very clear difference. You'll have a very clear choice between. 80 octogenarian Nancy Pelosi, a 26-year-old Daniel Lowe. Let's see what people in this city do, right? Yeah, it's amazing. We'll be on my show tomorrow. We'll talk about all this stuff. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, Yeah, I'll I'll take a boom box along with me, a speaker with me, because I'll be at the outdoor gym and I'll I'll play it in the pan. The outdoor gym. Parkour. 
Is that parkour? No, it's not parkour. I'm not jumping off a building. I'm just doing pull-ups and dips and whatnot. <laughs> I'm 66 years old. I'm not flying off of any. Don't jump. Thing. Yeah, don't don't jump off any building. I know yeah. you can get a little hyped when you do a lot of pull-ups and chin-ups. Don't take a turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can. I can really get pumped up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both mentally and and um, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, it's already a dangerous. Situation. Oh, you know what I want to ask you about? I'm interested in your opinion on, believe it or not. So, what's your opinion about uh, Bobert and giving her little boyfriend a hand job? You know, it just cracks me up, and and that the people that are seem to be screeching loud about loudest about this are people that are advocating for having. Uh, um, uh, transvestites and, and uh, cross-dressers um, uh, dancing in front of school children and yeah. gyrating and, and, and right and stuff that is so grossly inappropriate. Yeah. Well, but this is the thing that once again, this is the intellectual dishonesty of the leftist is that they're saying that she's the hypocrite. Now, look, there's a little hypocrite in all of us. Yes. Maybe if you're going to do something like that and fondle your boyfriend in public, you should be a little bit less tight-assed when it comes to that kind of stuff. She's not. She's a little tight-assed. Okay. A little bit of hypocrisy there. A little bit. Just a little bit. A little bit, as De Niro would say. But with the Democrats, the hypocrisy is a much bigger hypocrisy because they're trying to equate what she did with her stance on transgenderism and sexualizing children. Two two consenting adults, he seemed to like what she was doing, he didn't push her hand away. Two consenting adults doing something like that is not the same as pushing drag queen shows on children and transsexual uh, agenda on children and mutilation of children. Yet the Democrats are so disingenuous, they're actually saying she's a hypocrite simply because she's against all those things that is good to be against and she gives her boyfriend a little bit of a hand job what does one have to do with the other it's it's yeah the democrats are engaging in some sort of otherworldly hypocrisy here i mean this is just so far and this is just you know right that's it's it's okay right what democrats are basically saying as you're saying is that it's okay with them if children watch drag shows or or cut their penises off, but oh my God, no, Bobert can't give her boyfriend a little bit of a hand job. That's horrible, right? Impeach her and get rid of her. It's, the hypocrisy is so ridiculous, isn't it? It's it's like I said, it's otherworldly. Yeah, I know it is. It's, it's not in the, it's not in the same. There's those two situations. They're just not in the same ballpark. Involving um, ch- children is just it's just grotesque. Right. Yeah. Uh, Once again, one situation, you have two consenting adults. Okay. And and also the hypocrisy with Democrats. And they were really, really, really consenting as far as I could tell. Yeah. And it was a very subtle thing. It wasn't (laughs) like she started giving him a fucking blowjob there. It wasn't like she was starting to ride him in the chair. And, but this is the more hypocrisy from Democrats is that they had no problem with Bill Clinton sticking a cigar in Monica Lewinsky's cunt. In the Oval Office, but this is a horrible offense. This is a horrible offense. Yeah. Why? Why was it okay? Because Bill is a fucking philandering prick, so it was expected of him. But Lauren yeah. Bobert's a conservative, so she can't. Conservatives can't do these kinds of things. Oh come on, give me a break. 
Yeah, well, sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. <laughs> and sometimes a hand job is just a little hand job. Look, kids do it. Kids do it in movie theaters all the time, right? So it's like, it's who cares? Yeah, yeah. Is it, were these people not in high school for time? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, her offense at this point is, isn't really in the, in the activities that she's gazing in, but simply her age for engaging in those activities <laughs> oh my god it's just incredible you know i don't once again it's their hypocrisy is so blatant and obvious and they don't ever seem to see it it's just i i can't i don't get it i don't get it well they, they, i think they do see it i just think that they that they think that the mercenary media is simply going to back them up on their hypocrisy and yeah look they the don't like her. they don't like her so they want to needle her all yeah, right exactly. i get that yeah. but you can't be so serious about it i mean big deal who cares what she did yeah I mean, well <laughs> I, I think pretty much everybody has across at least unless you're just a blatant partisan and i think everyone pretty much has this same sort of opinion it's just like you gotta be you've got to be freaking kidding me after all the drag so bullshit this this, this, this what you're going to try to say is unacceptable <laughs> yeah yes it is yeah. they are doing it yeah. they, they are doing it yeah, but, this but, is yeah, like okay. this is like that um what obama used to call he had a, a term for like this silliness, silly season in politics. This is like silly season stuff. Who cares? Yeah, you know, yeah, we have yeah. issues facing us. I mean, come on. We have a, a an eighty year old president who could be getting us into World War Three, not World War Two, as Trump said. That happened already long time ago. World War Three with a fucking media. You know, Trump and Zelensky are very much alike. They're both like these media creations. The media have created these people and made them a big part of what they are. But Zelensky, we're going to get into World War Three for this thing. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and, then, and then we got John Fetterman, who's um, <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm just I'm really hoping that Susan Collins comes to the Senate in, in a bikini at this point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, we, none of us want to see that. No, I'm no, really no. I got better. Anyway. I got better. Bernie Sanders in a speedo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Uh, That's uh, yeah, okay. I am really pissed at you for putting that image in my head. You know, I'm not a uh, I'm not a prude when it comes to dress. I don't believe in always dressing up and all that stuff. I think, by the way, the TV thing is stupid. How people on TV have to be dressed in million dollar suits, not looking like real people ever, makes no sense to me. It never did. I always wanted to do a TV show, like a morning show or where everyone's wearing like T-shirts, jeans and jogging pants and shorts and looks like most people look. But anyway, this is a little ridiculous. This is the Senate. Have some decorum. There are only a hundred of you. It's the Senate of the United States of America. You're only in office. You're only there half the year, 150 days maybe out of the year. You can't dress. Come on. Give me a break. Even I would get a suit. Even I would get a suit and tie. Me. <laughs> Me, of all people. Would you take the baseball cap mic. off, though? <laughs> I, I have to. Yeah, I would. I would. But the problem is I'm so vain, I would have to get, like, that Ron Popeil spray-on hair. <laughs> the Chia Pet stuff. <laughs> I would. I'd have to get that Ron Popeil. But I'm always afraid if I did that. And it was a hot day. I would end up like Rudy Giuliani with a dog. 
running down my face. <laughs> and then you're you're done forever. You know, once they have that video, you're finished. Oh, so, no, remember when uh, uh, it was Stephen, uh, um, was, what's his name from, from the Trump White House? Um, Steve Smith, what's his name? Oh, oh, um, oh, I know who you're talking. The bald guy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he and he tried wearing something like that on on a, on a new show, and he just got everyone raked. But that was so couple. bizarre. It was like just a little thing of hair. It wasn't. Yeah, even like a, yeah. It was so weird. It's like, why did you try pulling this off? Everybody knows that you're bald. Yeah, yeah. And he looks good with a. You know, a lot of some people look good with bald heads. I think he looks fine with a yeah, bald head. Yeah, so yeah, it, yeah. Which head? is the weirdest thing about it. Some people do actually look better with bald heads. I think um, that's what I would do if I became a senator. I'd, I'd, I'd have to, I'd shave my hair off. I'd use, I have a bald head. I'd have a yeah. nice suit and tie yeah. with a nice shiny bald head. And yeah, just go, Eric go. Adams, it Eric Adams, is the mayor of New York, he, he does it. He shines his head. You shine your head and you look, you know, good, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Go, go, go with the Jason uh, Stat Staten um, look. Yeah. There, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, Statham, Jason Statham, the, yeah. the, 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 TV, the film guy, the British, yeah, uh, action hero. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He, he, him, him, him with hair. Just, just couldn't no. play any of the roles that, that he did. No, you're right. Yeah. You know, you know who also. There's a theory, and I think it's a good theory. Bruce Willis, in the movies where he's bald, he, it, they're better movies than yeah. movies when he had hair. Yep. Most every every single one down the line. You're absolutely correct. Every <laughs> yes. single one. Yeah. So, so and, you know. and, yeah. Yeah, including the television show, his movies were all superior to his tel to the television show. Um, right, the television show he had hair. Yeah, the the bald Bruce Willis was always better than the Bruce Willis with hair. Yeah. So it's just you know it's yeah. that that thing about what, what was the character in Greek mythology who needed their hair? What character is that? Oh, uh, Samson. Samson. Yeah. I think that's bullshit. I think it's the opposite now. There's yeah. more power in being bald. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have. I must say, I have to tell people, Daniel has very nice hair, especially for his age. Well, I, if, if I could pull it off, for, for, for especially for what? <laughs> Your age, I said. Oh, 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 okay, I'll take it anyway. Um, well, it's true. If, 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 I could pull, true. if I could pull it off. If I could pull it off, I would shave my head, but I can't. I just and, you, and your son has your genetics, very nice hair. Yeah, no, he's got even he's got far better hair than mine. He's got he's got the wavy thing. Well, he's only twenty, so yeah. of course. I mean, come on. And he's and he's he's it's a little bit longer than 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 you saw my saw him over the weekend, and he's got a little bit styled, a little more stylish. And uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. And I told him how much I love the hair, and he said. Yeah, I like it too, but I'm going to get a haircut tomorrow. <laughs> oh, jeez. Because yeah. he's going back to school, and he, and he figures he won't get a haircut for the next four months, so he's going to get it cut. Well, there you go. Yeah. Absolutely. He wouldn't yeah. be able to have I, I that hair. I remember like being in college and, and, and planning out haircuts for when you come home for vacations. <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't be able to have that hair if he were in the military. Ask Ron DeSantis. All comes off. Comes yeah, off. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I... I I could actually see my son going in the military. Yeah. Uh, he's he's just such a um, such a well-rounded um, individual with with so many interests and has a great ability to fit in in lots of different environments. Just I I could see him doing that. I, I really could, despite 
um, having grown, grown up in the Bay Area with um, two parents that were very liberal, and he absorbed a lot of that liberal mentality. I could see him doing that easily. Yeah, oh, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Don't know that about it. Yeah, it's, but you know, it's a, it's, you have to be able to take boot camp, which probably isn't as bad as it used to be, but still, it's not easy. Nothing is bad, as bad as it used to be. Medical school isn't as bad as it used to be. Boot camp isn't as bad as it used to be. Right. Um, I mean, now, now you, you mean pro, pro football isn't as bad as it used to be. You know, remember the helmets? They, they had pro football back in the day. I know. I know. You, you, I mean, geez, geez, you know, they've uh, they pussified everything. So, well. Yeah. Yeah. That's. So. That's it, 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 I, I guess if the pussification is happening globally, then it's kind of a uh, kind of evens out. But um, I'm just afraid of the of the Chinese, you know, saying, "Ah, we're going to depussify our, our our country here," and if they do that, we're in deep shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, well, I'm going to let you go. I have a Newsom story coming up. Oh, speaking of pussification, yeah, okay, yeah, we'll, exactly. Uh, I know. Thanks, Daniel. I appreciate okay. it. All right, have a good one. Uh, okay. All right. So uh, let's go to uh, the hair gel king of California. I haven't talked about the hair gel king of California. I've been remiss talking about Trump and DeSantis too much. This is the hair gel king of California. So I have to talk about DeSantis again to set the story up. So we know in Florida, you're allowed to carry a uh, concealed gun, right? Concealed carry is now, you don't have to have a, you have to, you have to get a permit to have a gun, but not a special permit to conceal carry, right? Okay. So while Florida is is upholding the Second Amendment, and making it easier for law abiding citizens to protect themselves from scum, criminal scum. Of course, here in California, it's the opposite, just like it was the opposite of everything when it came to covid and the economy was destroyed here and crime is through the roof. So in a in a city in a state where crime is remember, Calif Florida has concealed carry now. Right. You don't need a special permit. So Florida has made it easier. Listen to this now. Listen to the logic here. Florida, which is at a 50-year low in crime, a half-century low under Ron DeSantis, has made it easier still for law-abiding citizens to carry a gun and protect themselves. Here in California, where crime is through the roof, especially since 2020, they're making it more difficult. Okay, So more criminals with guns here, harder for law-abiding citizens to protect themselves, less criminals with guns in Florida, easier hey maybe because hey how about this hey hair gel king if you're listening if you're listening or one of your lackeys is listening how about this maybe florida has a 50-year low in crime because the law-abiding citizens have guns and the criminal scum knows that they're gonna get shot dead if they try anything well here in california the criminal scum know there's probably a less than one percent chance minus one percent chance a person walking down the street has a gun because they're not allowed to concealed carry here. So they end up killing them and robbing them. How about that? Maybe crime is lower in Florida because the law abiding citizens are allowed to carry guns as the Second Amendment says they should be allowed. You fucking slimy scumbag. California Democrats passed new rules Tuesday restricting who can carry loaded weapons in public successfully reviving a failed attempt to straighten the state's concealed carry gun laws. Senate Bill 2, authorized by Tony Portantino. You're a fucking traitor to your, your, your fucking people, Portantino. Portoni Portantino. 
Democrat Burbank will update the concealed carry licensing process, add new age restrictions, impose strict storage mandates, and limit where permit holders can carry in public. After a vote of 28 to 8 in Great California, the state Senate on Tuesday, the legislation is headed to the hair gel king's desk for his signature. I think the impact is going to be significant, Portantino told the Sacramento Bee. Just after the Senate floor vote, having a gun is responsibility. And what you're doing is defining who should have that responsibility and who shouldn't. So they're actually saying we are allowed, the politicians can say who can have a gun and who can't. This is what he just said. We're defining who should have the gun and who shouldn't. So you know what? Gavin Newsom's bodyguards should have the guns, but the average law-abiding citizen, in order to protect themselves from criminals' gun that's running rampant in California, they can't have any guns. He's actually saying the, the quiet stuff out loud, that we, the politicians, the elites, are going to decide who can have a gun and who can't, if you can have a gun and you can't. Fuck the Second Amendment, because as I have said a million times on this show, the Democrats hate the Constitution. They don't like freedom of speech. They want freedom of their speech. They hate the Second Amendment. They want the government to have the weapons. They want their security personnel to have the weapons. But you can't have a weapon to protect yourself from the criminal scum that they allow to run rampant in this state. The legislation is enthusiastically, enthusiastically backed by both the hair gel king and attorney general Rob Bonta. Rob Bonta. In a statement released Monday, Newsom commended the legislature less like. Yeah, he says this is now. This is the people are now less likely to die. This fucking scumbag is actually saying he believes that people are less likely to die from bullets in California. Once again, the law-abiding citizens. It's easier to get guns in Florida. And they are at a 50-year low in crime. Here, it's harder to get guns for a law-abiding citizen. And criminals run rampant. And crime is the worst in the fucking country, or the worst in the world. Some of the worst crime in the world is in the state of California, which we know would be the fifth largest country if it was his own country. And I wish it was. This guy is such a fucking slimeball scumbag. A Sfachim of the highest order. Hey, Gavin, azendame, tuze proviono Sfachim, and you are. Oh, I was waiting to say that. The great Bob Grant, who I work for, and got the name of the show based on his show, and let's be heard, because he would start every show with, and let's be heard. Telephone lines are open. I don't say telephone lines, because we don't have them. But, uh, the great Bob Grant would say about Mario Cuomo all the time, Andrew Cuomo's father, who was the governor of New York before Andrew was, he would say, Mario, azendame, utuzeu provionos fachim. Mario, listen to me. You're a real fachim. I think I might say that about Newsom. It works better with Cuomo, I understand, because he's Italian. What is Newsom? Is he anything? What is he? I don't know what he is. But uh, he is a Sfachim, which is basically Italian slang for, you know, like, son of a bitch. And that's what Gavin Newsom is, a son of a bitch. But Sfachim sounds better, I guess. It does, actually. It does. Okay, so we go from a Sfachim, the hair gel king of California, to Ron DeSantis again, because what he's planning for is a $2 
per gallon gas in 2025 after he becomes president. So DeSantis outlined an energy plan and expectations for about $2 per gallon gas if he wins. We want to give people relief at the pump, he told Stu Varney on Fox News. Uh, Fox and Friends, Fox Business. Gas is almost $4 a gallon nationally, he said. In 2025, we're shooting for 2 bucks, and that means you've got to let people do their job. We need to embrace the resources that we have, both in terms of hydrocarbons, but also in terms of having an auto industry that makes sense, DeSantis said. DeSantis explained how he would cut back on environmental regulations in the auto industry and create an energy policy that benefits America's national interests. Biden's energy policy benefits China, Iran, Russia, and Venezuela, he said. We're going to restore energy dominance. We're going to be so dominant that all those hostile regimes are going to have a disadvantage. The Florida governor is expected to visit Midland, Texas on Wednesday to detail the comprehensive energy policy. Additionally, DeSantis will visit several other cities in Texas, including San Antonio, Dallas, Houston. He set the focus primarily on his energy plan, as well as solutions to the U.S.-Mexico border crisis. So this is good news. This is someone who's going to – look, we have to get these gas prices down. It's ridiculous. I don't own a car. I live in San Francisco. I've never owned a car. I've always lived in a major city. And nowadays, I don't – know why if you live in a city you don't own a car with uber and lyft it's cheaper than gas and insurance and parking and all that nonsense but still for people who need cars which is basically people who live in suburbia and rural areas in other words maybe middle income lower middle income people they need a car to go to work to take their kids to school you know these are things that normal people who are not elites do all the time they take their kids to school they go to work need a car go see grandma she lives 70 miles away. Need a car. So it's ridiculous. Gas, there are some places here in San Francisco where it's like five fifty, six dollars a gallon still. So I like this idea. And that idea of rolling back these ridiculous, useless, virtue signaling regulations, which make the gas prices cheaper, is a good idea. So that's another another perk you get if you vote for Ron DeSantis and he becomes president. Another, another little perk. Two dollar gas. And believe me, once again, people will say, oh, yeah, he's, he's just promising. Well, everything he promised he, he was going to do in Florida, he did. Both like big campaign promises, long-term things, and short-term things like after hurricanes, right? When people called him and said, our bridge is destroyed, we need it rebuilt, and he had it rebuilt over the weekend. Okay, So he gets things done. What he says he's going to get done, he gets done. Or this is mind-blowing. He doesn't say it. How about that? You can't get something done. You don't say you're going to do it. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you believe that? I can't believe that. I can't believe it. Never heard of it before. So if he says he's going to get $2 gallon gas in 25, I believe he's going to get us the $2 gallon gas by hook or by crook in 25. More good news. I like talking about good news sometimes, you know. Talked about Trump too much. Talked about the hair gel king of California. Prominent South Carolina evangelical leaders form a coalition, and they are backing DeSantis. This is very important. Remember, South Carolina is kind of like this weird firewall, right? Remember Bernie in 2020 won Iowa, New Hampshire, and Nevada to the point where I believe when you win all three of those, I think Bernie – I I could be wrong on this, but I think I'm right. I think Bernie was the first candidate to not win the primary after winning the first three contests. Of course we know. It's the DNC, 
and they fix it. I don't believe if DeSantis wins Iowa, New Hampshire, and Nevada, he has any chance of losing. But South Carolina is the fourth one and comes after Nevada. And it's a big, big primary state. It is. It's considered a big primary state, right? Because it's a, um, a bigger state than the others. And it's a very African-American and it's different dynamic. So it's a big state. A group of prominent South Carolina face leaders are rallying support for DeSantis in his effort to woo evangelical voters. By the way, the evangelical voters are very important and Trump is uh, hurting himself with his uh, new abortion stance. 18 Christian leaders, including pastors, church leaders, and theology experts, will lead a network of 100 members, the Greenville News has learned. The list includes leaders from churches based in the upstate, such as Hope Church, which has branches in Greenville, Spartanville, and Simpsonville, as well as educators from Bob Jones University and North Greenville University. America is in need of major revitalization, said Hotwire Ministry CEO Pastor Mike Gonzalez. Our border crisis, crime rates are steady climbing, inflation are bankrupting the nation. The issues are systemic and the result of poor and corrupt leaders. Governor DeSantis will restore truth and common sense leadership as president and will lead on day one in turning our nation in the right direction. Gonzalez, who supported Ted Cruz back in 2016, said DeSantis was a family man, a man of faith, and a man dedicated and devoted to his country. So why do you support Cruz? Anyway, I don't hate Ted Cruz. I really don't. I understand why people do, but I don't. DeSantis first raised the idea of a national faith-based coalition last weekend in Iowa when he hosted a God Above Government rally in partnership with Faith Wins, a South Carolina group that encourages Christians to vote in accordance with biblical values. So this is great. This is once again very important because in 2016, white evangelical Christian voters were split among Trump 34%, Cruz 26%, and Rubio 21%. Meaning, right, between Cruz and Rubio, that was over, that was what, 47% of the vote. Trump only had 34. So there's a big, and that 34 that Trump had then has whittled down now. It's not 34 anymore. So there's a big opening for for DeSantis in South Carolina, right? Um, so this is big. This is all part of what I talk about. When people say, well, Mike, the polls say uh, your guy can't win. Well, let's look at money. He's raising lots of money. Trump is broke. He's getting tons of endorsement. Trump is getting very few. These are very important things, right? On the ground in Iowa, the word is that he's doing well. He's going to hit all 99 counties, which I don't think any candidate's ever done. <clears throat> Trump's son, Don Trump Jr., to their own admission, said they're worried about Iowa falling behind, that their ground game isn't there. So all these things add up, right? I believe all these things are more important than polls, right? What you hear about from the ground, what leaders on the ground are saying, what people in Iowa who have been through this process many, many times are saying, that's more important than what a poll says, especially these ridiculous national polls, which they continue to push because there's money in them. There's money in polling. That's why they push fake, meaningless national polls. People say it all the time. National polls don't mean anything. It's a state-by-state race. In the general election, it's an electoral college race. It's not a national vote. Why do you keep doing national polls? Well, because there's money in polling. Follow the money. That's why they do it. Um, But it's pointless, right? These are the things that really matter. The people who give the money, right, who want to back a winner, who use, who give their money, who have, who have, this is their game, 
Every election cycle, they give money. They put it's almost like Wall Street, right? They put their bets on people who are going to win. Who are they going with? Who's Wall Street, for lack of a better term, going with? And it's DeSantis. They're all giving their money to him. Trump is dead broke. That's the reason why. One of the reasons why. There are a couple of reasons why he has no ground game. One, he doesn't really want to win. He's just doing the grift to raise money for his defense. He doesn't have the energy also anymore. He doesn't have the energy he had in 2016. He doesn't have the energy he had in 2020 to do this campaigning that Ron DeSantis is doing. That's why he has no ground game. He has no money for a ground game. He'd have to take money away from his defense fund to campaign, and he doesn't want to do that. To hire people, right? You have to hire people. Volunteers are very important, but you have to hire a certain group of people. Always going to have many more volunteers than paid workers. But you need to have some paid workers, some professionals. He doesn't have the money to do it. doesn't want to hire those people. He wants that money to go to his lawyers. So this is why Trump has no ground game and will have no ground game in, in Iowa. You know, this is why Trump isn't debating. It's because he knows that DeSantis will wipe the floor with him. So what's the point? He knows that Christie will wipe the floor with him. So what's the point of doing it, right? He's really just, like I said, this is all a grift to raise as much money as long as he can to put in his defense fund, right? To put in that kitty. That's what it comes down to. He doesn't really want to win. He knows he can't win anymore. So why debate? Why go through the, once again, he also doesn't have the energy he used to have. He doesn't have the energy he had. Remember, he hasn't debated really. Well, he debated a little bit, but Biden, what's that, please? Um, um, you know, a fucking a fucking uh, amoeba can debate Biden. That was no real debate. The real debates came in 2016, but that was seven years ago. Doesn't have that energy anymore. Doesn't have the energy he used to have. So the reasons from debating aren't, well, because he's so far ahead in the polls, he knows he doesn't have to. No, that's not why he's not debating. No one has ever not debated. People who have been 100 points ahead in the fucking polls have debated. There's no, no such thing as not debating because a poll says you're ahead. That makes no fucking sense. That's a great way to, to like drop in the polls, not debate. So that's not the reason why he's not debating. He's not debating because he doesn't have the energy and he doesn't really, really want to win anyway. He doesn't need to debate to raise money from the schmuck in his cult. The schmucks in his cult who can't afford to put food in the table, yet they'll give 20 bucks to him because they're sick, emotional, and psychological connection to him. They don't, he doesn't need to debate to get their money. So what does he care? He doesn't need to debate to get their money. There's no reason for him to debate. He's not trying to win. So that's it. And he can raise money because he's Trump and he's got his cult. He's got his cult who will bail him out over and over again. That's basically what they're doing. They're giving him bail money, right? That's basically what they're doing. It's like his cult is bailing him out of jail. Believe me. <laughs> Mark my words, this might happen too. I'm not making the total prediction here. But if he goes to jail, <laughs> if he, wait, 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 I don't know how much bail, the bail money he's paid so far, and he's had to pay bail money, right? I don't know if, I didn't even look into that. Is he out on his own recognizance? Uh, he's got bail, doesn't he? Who paid the bail money? I, I guarantee you it came from his campaign funds. I guarantee you his bail money came from his, because he had to bail, right? I mean, he's been indicted four times on 91 charges. So I would think he has to pay some decent amount of bail, hundreds of thousands of dollars. 
And uh, well, I haven't looked that up. I should look that up now. But guaranteed that money has come from his cult. They have bailed him out of jail. Literally, they bailed him out of jail. This is where their hard-earned money is going. This is where it's going. Well, thank God for the Google machine because it uh, tells you everything. Tells you everything. Oh, Donald Trump's bond agreement. Look at that. Yeah, Bill, I'm going to look this up while you come on here. Hey, Bill, how's it going tonight? How you doing? Mike, I just woke up. I had a video playing. Hakeem, we had a room going. I fell asleep for about 45 minutes. I woke up. Nature's calling me. I went, ah, Mike's on. There you go. <laughs> it's three <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and while you mention that, I want to mention once again um, that tomorrow my show will air earlier. It'll air 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern time because I'm having oh. I'm having on a candidate for U.S. Congress who's running against Pelosi next year, a young 26 year old man named Bruce Lowe. OK, and All we're right. going to have him on and we'll talk about the race. So it'll be earlier. It'll be early. Okay, great. But great. do you know anything about Trump? Oh, here it is. Trump's bond agreement, 200 grand. 200 grand. Hmm. In, I think Georgia was 200 grand. So wh- wh- you think he paid that money out of his own pocket? No. It's the it's his campaign money. His cult is literally <laughs> bailing him out. Oh, these people. I don't know. Only in America. Only in America. A couple of things to remember couple of scandals I recall, and then I want to comment on the Georgia matter. One, um, there were automatic withdrawals coming from Trump, Trump donors, because in the fine print of their donation, it was there was going to be a monthly withdrawal. A lot of people didn't realize that. And then they, after months, they realized that their accounts um, had been tapped like that. I don't know if you recall that scandal. I can't remember when that occurred. I got, it's just off the top of my head. Like I said, I just woke up and I heard you and I went, Oh yeah, there was that donation scandal that happened with him. We can look into that a little more. And then there was, yes, yes, yes. It's, it's tough. You can't blame me. It's tough keeping track of all these. Yeah, right. Exactly. And then there was, uh, another scandal with, um, nonprofit. Remember he had a charity of some kind. The money was supposed to be going to the charity and, um, How about Trump University? Well, oh, yeah, right. Trump right. U. Hey, Bill, yeah. about graduating from Trump. And there were dopes who gave him their money for Trump. Yeah. This guy has been a grifter, a cheap con artist for yes. his entire life. I know. I yep, yep. People seem to forget this. You just, I forgot it. You just reminded me. Trump U. Trump U. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Who are the, who are the professors? Exactly, exactly. It never was a university. Wait, hey, Professor Mnuchin will teach you economics, I guess. <laughs> and the teacher James went after him for that, for for because people did sue him. Right. So she's going up right now. There's a case pending uh, regarding him inflating his assets to get loans, deflating them, you know, on the books to pay his taxes. So that's a case that's pending. A lot of people hate Letitia for various reasons, but those are usually Trumpers and um, Catholics because she goes after Catholic Church. And uh, She has, hasn't she? Yeah. She's yeah. the only attorney general to sue the Catholic Church for failure to protect children, financial improprieties. Out of 50, the only one. It's abhorrent that we don't... 
Well, it was also under the Trump administration, William Barr, one of the last dirty, nasty things he did was Trump uh, shut down the DOJ investigation into the Catholic Church, citing statute of limitations issues. And that uh, was December 2020, one month after Letitia filed her lawsuit against them. Now, think about this, Mike. You're an attorney general, right? Mm-hmm. You sued the Catholic Church for failure to protect children. You're the civil arm, you know. Well, it'd be nice to have the DOJ got your back so they go after him criminally too, right? You yes, would think? Sure. Right. No, not Trump and William Barr. You check the AP, they pull, they shut that thing down. And of, of course, it's a uniparty. So Kamala Harris wouldn't go after the church when she was AG of California, right. nor Steve Mnuchin, the foreclosure king, when he was, well, let's see, that was one West Bank out of California. She wouldn't go after him. Of course not. You know what I mean? And so who do we have in the office now? The jackal who they don't do anything about either now. Do you see what I mean? The same. It's just uniparty that way, sadly. Um, and uh, uh, it's frustrating. So, yeah, I mean, the, you know, as I've always said, the, Donald Trump, he's been a con artist his whole career. And all you have to do is look at his associations with Epstein, Bill Gates, yeah. um, Roy Cohen. That's right. all sex trafficking. And for him, sure. you know, yeah. And... Uh, it was Epstein who said he made his most money off of Trump, Bill Gates, and uh, Leslie Wexner. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're financing a sex trafficker, you know, not a good, you know, business practice, in my opinion. Do what you want, but that, that's sickening. And um, according to Maria Farmer, who's got two forms of cancer now, so she's speaking out, uh, to Whitney Webb, uh, according to her, Ivana Trump went out with Gasoline Maxwell to recruit girls as young as 12 years old for talent parties for Donald Trump and Epstein. Yep. Now, yep. that's called grooming. If nothing else, in other words, if it was just a talent party to get them into indoctrinated into the system, you know, Epstein's grooming system, that's a crime. It's a crime. Sure it is. No doubt about it. Yeah. And. 100%. No. This is the same guy who bragged about groping women in the, you know, VJ because he has enough money. They don't do anything about it. And then when he gets a lawsuit against him by E. Jean Carroll and two other women uh, testify on her behalf and he loses, what, $5 million, the judge uh, denied to hear the appeal. Right. But uh, E. Jean right. Carroll sued him for defamation now because, of course, he's pooping all over her. Now, whatever you think of her, the bottom line is that if you brag about doing it and then someone accuses you of doing it, it doesn't stand in your favor when you go to court. You know what I mean? No, of course not. That, I, I, that, that thing was terrible that when he was um, with uh, Billy Bush, right? Yeah. Taylor, and they had the audio of him saying, mm-hmm. I by the pussy. And Billy Bush yeah. just, just laughed, you know, uh, nervously. Yes. Remember Billy Bush got fired for that? Can you imagine? That was terrible. I'm glad he got hired again. But I mean, oh, did he? by different, different uh, one network. But it's yeah, despicable. Yeah, it was it was despicable. What is what is Billy Bush in that situation? Especially when you don't expect a guy to say it, right? He yeah. says that, and you go, <laughs> "What's he supposed to say?" Donald John Trump, you are horrible. Get out of my trailer. These people who run these these media types are disgusting. The executives, mm-hmm. they are so fucking disgusting. 
Really, they really are. They really are. I, you know, I, I was lucky when I was in radio. I, I worked for a couple of people who were good people. But mm -hmm. it, it's, it's like you have to get very lucky to work for good people with backbone and common sense and who will back you up. It's very tough these days, especially in woke culture. You know, yeah. that was just the worst thing. Poor Billy Bush gets fired and Donald Trump gets the White House, right? Well, uh, did he get fired because he did, wasn't hard on Trump or because no, he... He fired because they claimed he was laughing at Trump's joke. So it's like he, oh. so it's like oh. he was seconding his joke. But obviously, if anyone with a brain listening, he didn't expect the fucking guy running for president right. to say that. And right. it, was a, it was a nervous laughter sure. situation, right? Yeah. And it was just it was just incredible that they fired him. That was just terrible. Yeah, meanwhile, Trump goes on to become president. Go figure. Exactly. Right? Exactly. The little guy yeah. gets fired, and Trump becomes president. The guy that said it, but this is how fucked up this country is. Mm -hmm. The guy that said it becomes president. The other guy gets fired. <laughs> yeah, you know really. something else to consider. And you, uh, by defense, the way, and, and, mm -hmm. I'm sorry to interrupt, Bill, but once again yeah, yeah. with Trump, did Trump ever come out and defend Billy Bush? No, no, of course not. Never. Just like he didn't bail, just like he didn't pardon any of the January six people, right? Didn't mm -hmm. part, he could have pardoned all of them. Didn't mm -hmm. pardon any of them. He's full of shit. It's all about him. That's it. Nobody else. Yeah, well, uh, that's really shows he has no loyalty to his base. You think they'd wake up? I mean, well, but, instead know. they give him money to keep him in jail. It's it's crazy. Once again, it's just a it's it, it's just a, a psychological emotional connection they have to him, mm -hmm. and it's uh, it, for many of them, it's just not never going to break. It's just that it'll be that way to the grave. They just have this emotional and psychological connection to him, and I. It's 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 tough to figure out. It is. I tell you what I think it is. It's their. Um, let's put it this way: they believe in the persona. Yes. Which and therefore the persona uh, always claims victim, right? right? That's what he does, you know. Right. And like right. he's he's their champion. I've and heard they, them say that. I've heard them say this specifically. He cares about us, but what but then, has he done? Exactly. To make them believe that. What has he done? How is he taking care of them? I want to know. Well, he he, you know, warp speed and get your vaccine and, <laughs> yeah, uh, and kill them, hurt them. Yeah, right. It was literally. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. And but he's they, still but those same people. There was the same people who say he cares about us. They didn't like the vaccine. They didn't trust the vaccine. So mm -hmm. I don't. <laughs> How do they make the connection that he helped them with that? <laughs> well, not only that, he's recalcitrant. He hasn't said, like, um, gee, I was wrong about that, and it had a lot of side effects. I'm really sorry, and don't do it. You know, no, no, he's still claiming he saved so many lives with the protocols. 100 million, Bill. Yeah. 100 million more people. Yeah, 100 yeah. more. Donald Trump said, and people still take this guy seriously, 100 million more people would have died in this That's country. Preposterous. A third of the country, Bill. A third, this is what this man said. I didn't say it. He said it. A third of the population of the country would be in graves if not for his vaccine. They was take he him seriously? They take him seriously. Was he talking worldwide? A hundred million? Is that what he was thinking, or was he thinking that I don't know? I was like, huh? He said a hundred million. He's the president of the United States. I know. I know. I, I just, I just couldn't he had, imagine. He fast Operation Warp Speed was the U.S. vaccine, wasn't it? 
It wasn't the yeah. It did circulate. We did set the policy in a sense. What the U.S. does, people follow. I'm not making excuses here. I'm just like when I heard it, I was like, wait, fifty to hundred million of the United States system. Where's he pulling that out of his ass? And then I thought he must be thinking worldwide because that's so preposterous. The idea that 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 yeah, jab that causes what he was thinking or not thinking. That number, of course, is yeah. I know. It's oh, which no, oh, I know. With no scientific proof or evidence that it was anything near that. Well, not only that, he denies the side effects, the fact that it creates myocarditis, pericarditis, ground brain syndrome, stroke, blood clot, that it affects youth, men, working age men. Uh, it's got a five times higher incident of cardiac issues than they would have otherwise, you know, than if they had COVID. That's the last I heard. That's what um, Joseph Latipo said, the Surgeon General about the Moderna shot. That's what their numbers show in Florida. And, right. you know, so that's alarming. I mean, the, and, and we've seen the insurance companies, I think it was Lincoln Life that paid out 163% more after the vaccine, about a year after the vaccine introduction. 163% increase in life insurance, you know, deaths payout. Other insurance companies cited 40% and up. That's that's not from COVID because that didn't happen twenty to twenty one. That happened twenty one to twenty two. Correct. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Right. You know? Yeah. Exactly. It's I mean, but th there were more. Once again, the numbers don't matter. You could talk numbers all you want. This is a cult. It's a religion, man. I know they there, won't hear it. There were more more deaths under for uh, labeled as quote unquote COVID deaths mm -hmm. a year after the vaccine than before the vaccine. I know. <laughs> so how did the vaccine present, prevent death? No, but the, you see, the reason they did that was to hide the vaccine deaths. So they of tucked course. it into the no, COVID deaths. But right. this whole bullshit that the vaccine saved lives, oh, when there were twice uh, as many deaths from quote-unquote COVID after yeah. the vaccine was available than before shows how full of shit. Look, all the numbers, all of the science, all the evidence flies in the face of everything they say, right? Twice oh, as many people died of COVID after the vax in the year after than the year before right 97 to 100 percent of americans have gotten COVID at least once. so how did mm -hmm. masks stop the spread if everyone got it it's look bill we can talk facts all we want you and i know they don't care yeah when it comes to cults and religion and and um spirituality mm -hmm. facts don't matter exactly facts it's true matter. yeah i i don't know what else to say other than i feel sorry there's a guy in the in Colin, I was Zach. He's got disabilities and he's immunocompromised. And he was saying he felt he needed to get the vaccine. He was upset because Fauci was leading him to believe that by wearing surgical masks, he'd be protected. But somebody else he talked to said, Oh, no, no, you got to wear an N95. And I'm like, No, 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 you don't want to do any of those things. You know what I mean? You don't need to do any of those things. There's a whole list of of ways you can deal with this if you're immunocompromised. First of all, wearing that N95 is going to make you more susceptible to illness because of, you're going to be rebreathing CO2, lowering your blood oxygen. You know, I've worn an N95 during spray painting and sanding for sheetrock and spray painting on cars. It's uh, difficult to breathe into after a while. You know, Once I, it gets, I, still, I still see people wearing these fucking masks in the streets here in San Francisco. Yeah. I swear to God, they're in the middle of the street, Bill. Not even indoors, walking in the streets. I want to mace them. I want to mace it's them crazy. and they can't breathe or see. Of course, I don't do that. I'm not going to do it. In a perfect world, I'd be allowed to because these people are fucking morons. But 
you're walking in the street with a fucking mask on in the street in 2023. It's almost 2024. These people are insane. Yeah, that's yeah, absolutely crazy. They have no idea that, first of all, if you look up the OSHA rating on an N95, it's rated for dust and particulates, not biologics, number one. So it cannot filter out an aerosolized virus by its own OSHA rating, which is Occupational Safety Health Administration rating, number one. Surgical masks, even worse, of course, because, of course, you can put your fingers through the cheeks and the nose holes and everything. Yeah. Next, it doesn't cover your eyes. If you were really that paranoid, uh, yeah, you, know, I, you have to wear a gas mask. Like, that was in a big the, part of it at the beginning when I saw people mm-hmm. who were so into wearing those cloth masks. I was like, mm-hmm. what about your eyes? Exactly. What about the virus particulates going into mm-hmm. your eyes? Exactly. Of course, that will get into your system. Sure. <laughs> Mucous membranes. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, completely ignore it. But Fauci at some point had an answer, did he? We should wear goggles too. <laughs> yeah, right. Of course. Maybe put a bag over your head. But then, uh... <laughs> yeah, I wish he'd put a bag over his head and tie it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't don't try that, people. You know what will happen, but maybe he should. But I think you know what I think they should do with the mic. Remember that, for real, his punishment should be, in my opinion, remember that whole puppy Sam Flea thing where they were testing, they were drugging puppies and putting their heads in um enclosed compartment with sand fleas. Yeah, so they, terrible. Oh, man. Unbelievable. With the animal testing that's done in this Look, country is barbaric. He, he tortured animals. Any person mm-hmm. who tortures animals, we know that from children who do it, they usually turn out mm-hmm. to be like uh, serial killers. I mean, yeah. he's, he's a psycho. He's a psycho. He's a psycho. Well, we know how the people feel who went to uh, the Dallas Buyers Club, um, went to Mexico to get uh, what was it? again? They got there that was helping them, as opposed to AZT that was killing them. Another thing that he authorized, um, uh, Matt McConaughey, the movie. I'm trying to remember the details. Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then they, Fauci's the evil villain in that movie. People don't realize that, right? It's him, yeah, you know, it's it's you know. Hey Bill, let me let me anything else you want to finish on? Well, I just put a link in the chat on, um, there's been a lawsuit filed. Um, the Tennessee governor, attorney general, there's a link there. Oh, I see it. Okay. Yeah. Got I don't it. know if you might want to read that. Um, did you have a chance to listen to Dr. Martin in front of the I European did, but Union? I will. Or... I'll listen to it before Thursday's show so we can talk about it. More. Yeah. They had Dr. Peter McCullough and Dr. Martin, European Union. I think that was uh, up to September 18th, I think, was the last day. I'm trying to remember. So it's fairly current. What I'm getting at. Sounds good. Thanks, Mike. All right, Bill. Have a good one. Uh, and Me I just want to, yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. I want to remind everyone that once again, tomorrow's show, Wednesday's show will air at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern time, as my special guest will be Bruce Lowe, who's running for Congress in 2024 for Nancy Pelosi's seat. And we know Nancy has now decided. She's running again. As ridiculous as that might seem, as idiotic as that might seem, unfortunately, our Constitution allows it. It shouldn't, but it does. Um, we need to change that, obviously. But uh, Bruce is a young guy, smart, only 26, just recently eligible to run for Congress. And so we'll see if San Francisco wants to elect a 26-year-old congressperson or an 85-year-old congressperson who 
makes money off of uh, insider trading on Wall Street. But we'll talk to Bruce more about Pelosi and and all of his ideas to make uh, San Francisco and this country a better place to live. So we'll see you then. All right. The name of this show is And Let's Be Heard. And uh, it normally airs, you know, the time it normally airs. But once again, tomorrow, special time, a little bit earlier, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern time. But until tomorrow, this is Mike Cachopoli reminding you that your influence counts. Use it.